Hi again, listeners. Welcome to the latest footnote episode of the Fancy Animation Podcast. With me, Chris Holiday, And me, Alex Sargent. So we're in the realm of symbolism today. We're thinking about metaphor, um, the metaphorical, and certainly I think from, from an animation perspective, animation is itself a metaphorical medium because without without because it's always a comment on something without it the page would be blank the screen would be blank so people have written about metaphor and animation's ability to to symbolically represent things but um i feel like this is well maybe again this is a mistake to, to is it really more of a fantasy thing oh, no. um, you got excited by metaphor because well, you I said don't like excited. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you i think it's an interesting one to talk about both from perspective of fantasy and animation my always concern is i always get a bit grumpy when we start talking about film in linguistic <laughs> terms <laughs> well, <laughs> so stop that. Any, well, yeah. well it, that would that would explain my demeanor on most episodes but uh no when we talk about film in linguistic terms i always find myself a little bit because I do it as well. Like I, I always talk about film language and, and the grammar of cinema and all that sort of stuff. But in a way, that often can limit as much as it can open up because there's been quite a lot of thought and, and just on a basic level, film isn't a language. So so this can be traced back to Metz, um, Christian film Metz. Film as language, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Film as language, but also there's like Gregory Curry's counter to that, which is that film isn't a language and all that sort of stuff. Like is, is, film, is it worth talking about film as if it were words? The reason I raise this here is that I often find with my work, because there's not a huge amount of writing specifically on fantasy cinema, it often comes out of a literary, literary tradition, there is an assumption that what cinema is doing is the same as what liter literature is doing. And okay. whilst it's very easy, or, or, it's, or it's at least easier to talk about fantasy's capacity to evoke metaphor when we're talking about words on a page, can the same be said about images on a screen? Because, um, well, okay. because, because metaphor is a very complicated and very specific linguistic phenomenon. So can we talk about... Can we talk about an image as a metaphor? Sometimes I feel like we can. Sometimes I feel we can't. And we've already wasted a minute or two seeing. So but let's it, find out. But is this because... So so Paul Wells, in, in his book, Understanding Animation, begins with... He has a small section uh, that's actually interesting in the narrative strategies section of the book where he talks about symbolism and metaphor. And the first sentence is, symbolism in any aesthetic system complicates narrative structure because a symbol may be consciously used as part of the image vocabulary to suggest specific meanings. Uh, but equally, a symbol may be unconsciously deployed and therefore may be re uh, recognised as a bearer of meaning over and beyond the artist's over intention. Right. So I wonder whether what you're saying around can we see an image as... Well, I would argue, can we see an image as a symbol? Yes, yes. So, so, but is that rooted in, um, again, I suppose, a question of interpretation that there is an image that is often intended to be symbolic of something. If we think about anything from... Um, censorship laws in certain countries where you have a veiling through symbolism and sure. through metaphor to talk about things that one cannot say. In, even something as basic, like, as like a, a, I mean, basic, but equally contested, as something like um, a toilet sign. Like, you know, that's a picture, that's a symbol. Yes, a picture, um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if cinema works <clears throat> that way. I mean, um, my go-to is the, is the Hayes Code and thinking about the... Uh, romantic clinch that is then sim signalled by a train going through a sure. tunnel, which is a very famous way of symbolically or metaphorically talking about, um, at that time, heterosexual sure. romance in, within popular mainstream films. So uh, sure. that's but, how I but, think... But, but there's also a train going through a tunnel on the screen. I yes. that's very important. To, I know this is like, this is really theoretical, like climb up your own theoretical backside time. But... Um, you know that is there is a fundamental distinction there. Like you know, if we talk about symbols, like yep. we talk about lang language as as a symbolic act, language 
denotes things in the world. When, yeah. when it's being used to describe, at least, it can also perform and it can also create. But when, like, when, when the word tree is written down on a piece of paper, it is a symbol of something else. Yes, I suppose that's the distinction between denotion and connotation. There yes. is the thing that it is. And, and when, when we're teaching in the classroom and we, have, we, we analyze a film or we analyze yes. any kind of media text or, or uh, artistic work, there's often the, the tendency to jump five or six rungs up the ladder and talk about what is being connoted and symbolized. Yeah. When of I course, hate all that. I know that my students do that. Where, where, where <laughs> what I say is to the students, tell me what it is yeah. first. It is a clock. It is a, and then what are the, what are some of the meanings or interpretations that may be offered or invited by it in the context of, say, the film as a whole or the scene as a whole or the sequence or something? But don't forget what it what it is. Yes. So it, it is but, a, tri but, but, a train but, but, going. But the into word itself. tree doesn't have that, right? The word tree has very little is about it. It is some lines on a piece of paper. Oh, you mean a drawing or the word? The word. Okay. Well, the the the, the denotion right. is is that I'm writing the word tree, yes. and so no. So, so my point is there isn't there isn't there isn't what you're doing. I completely agree, with, and I do the oh, same. I see what you mean. There's see. no need to go. But what is it first with the symbol of tree? Because it's always connoting or denoting. So does that mean that? But, but if we don't pay attention to the image as image, we're not paying attention to the uniqueness of cinematic. Effect. So, um, so actually, animation is is a medium, and, and cinema is a is a is a better medium because it is visual. Not better, but it is a yeah, medium it's that better. Are, it's better. It's better. Screw them. Screw yeah, all the literary listeners. Yeah. yeah, it's better. It's way better. Yeah. Also, but, also, but, also, thank you for also thank you for your take uh, for, for book for reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm well. I'm, I'm. Am I joking? No. I'm a film scholar. Of course, I'm not joking. Yeah. About my heart of hearts. But obviously, literature is a wonderful medium, and I've fallen in love with that deeply and passionately. But cinema's better. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this is why it's better. So let's yeah. talk about it. So, so encountering the impossible now in paperback. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so well, I suppose the the, the task. So, uh, so, 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 can I? I'll climb out of my theoretical backside, and then we can talk about some cartoons. But the way I tried to do it in in the book that you so um, helpfully plugged just then is that I'd rather than think about the image as a metaphor, I try to think of it as like what is we as viewers doing when we're interpreting. And I found it very useful to actually think about it through Lacanian psychoanalysis because I'm that way wired a little bit. Um, that think about you know the unconscious, the brain is not a language, but it's but it, but it's useful to structure it as a language to to think about how it works. And and there's a distinction in Lacanian theory about metaphor and metonym in the process of meaning making uh, and the role fantasy plays. So they're talking about I use the word tree; it's a useful one. When you read the word tree and you imagine a tree, you're making a meta a metonymical change. You're going. Uh, this stands uh, something stands in for something else. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the symbol of the word tree is a metonym for the object of a tree, and you're using fantasy unconsciously to bring those two things together as if they're one and the same. I'm looking at you as if hopefully you're with me so far. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. not with me, I've lost yeah, yeah. everybody listening. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. So the other alternative to that, and this is talked about in psychoanalytic therapy, is, is to encourage patients and encourage people trying to go through the process of analysis to, to think about language in metaphor and think about fantasy as a process of metaphorical meaning making because then the word tree doesn't, you're not, you're, you're not using fantasy to be slavishly bound to one meaning, you're using fantasy to allow a variety of meanings to be engaged with and thought about and, dis and an act of displacement and discharge to take place. And presumably, so I, yes, I and agree. we do this all the time in language when yeah. I say, you know, um, I don't know. I'm 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 uh, I'm hopping mad. Um, 
I'm not hopping mad. Uh, I'm not literally hopping, but you're metaphorically understanding what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, my, my language is being used to denote something that isn't there while still being there. Like, the language is still there, but it's denoting something else. But we also need to think about positionality, because what you're describing in relation to the f that, that leap of fantasy, or that yes. fantastic, that fantasy process by which the word... And I'm talking about fantasy, PH, as a meaning-making process within our yeah. psyches, rather than goblins. So that meaning-making that, that meaning process is, is also going to be culturally and geographically and because a tree for me and you is very yep, different to a tree true. and so this is where so an animation is is a sort of interesting a similar a medium of fantasy almost a medium of fantasy ph because it also Im involves this process of what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh, give a, a a child and they're going to draw for me a house yeah and what they are doing is they are creating an image of a house but they're also leaning on a on a cultural or a geographic mm -hmm. understanding of houseness yep um i actually do this with my students <coughs> when we do week one representation i do, I do it with a tree because yeah. obviously tree is my go-to example sure, but of yeah. course um and understanding positionality i think is therefore key to exactly what you're what you're saying and uh, and and animation being leaning on a cultural consensus of what treeness or houseness is what we collectively believe it to be based on some sort of abstract understanding it's pro a processes a process of fantasy ph where we are i think a, a, a house is two windows at the top two windows at the bottom um, another way to do it is, to, is to, to get people to draw a bedroom some will draw a double bed single bed always a lamp window where's the window where's the, the sort of understanding i don't know there's a there's geographical or cultural specificity to this but when you were talking i was thinking about animation's ability as part of its rhetorical function to commit animation commits to an idea of something it is the idea of houseness and then animates that in whatever way sure. but it made, that made me think that animation is is a medium of fantasy because it involves those kinds of leaps that you're suggesting between doesn't write the word tree down, but no. it thinks of the word tree and then writes it in a, or in a draws it in a in a in a way that is yeah treeless. So, so you, we could talk about metaphor in the process of creation. Oh, yes. yeah, the episode was about metaphor. Uh, yeah, we could talk about this metaphor in the process of creation. And we can all, but I think it's also interesting is does that when you then present that image to an audience, are you asking them to accept the image as metonymical or metaphorical? And I think that's where things get quite interesting because I actually think often in a lot of mainstream animation you are it's it's it remains a metonymical register because when you see the house from up, you're not asked mm. to think of it as anything but a house. No, and I think um, when, uh, may, maybe, oh. well, sure, as we get on in the story and things like that, right? But on a basic meaning level, establishing shot, it slowly becomes the gendered. The animation yes. isn't the thing. That's making you question that in the design of the house, or maybe it is now. I'm no, 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 because that, because the house never changes its materiality. It never. I guess, I guess that's what we could mean when we talk about Disney hyperrealism. Is that hyperrealism is keen to try to push you towards that metonymic range rather yeah. than the metaphorical. Yes. Because it doesn't want you to see the images as representations. It wants you to see the images as. Yes. It, as images, that's what's impressive about. But them. then, but then at the level of like ontology or materiality yes it, it is metaphorical because it's committing to an idea of what leaves look like because if without without that it would the, the cell would be blank so i think the same argument can be made for live action where you have a background of, of yeah. the woods and it's a metonymical but there's I, I think there's 
you know, Wales says that kind of metaphors grow out of symbolism. And I think this is what you were saying is that the use of metaphor invites interpretation, but it insists on an openness, yes. that something is a bit more openly metaphorical. So the, the hyper-realist aesthetic of Disney isn't openly metaphorical. It's not asking us to read the woods as a, 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 a surrogate something or, or to be anything other than a wood, um, even if the wood itself is, you know, an, e an evil space or a, a dark space. Um, but I think at the level of animation's materiality, it takes on some of the properties of metaphor because it it, yeah, it has it has it kind of has to. Otherwise, as I said, the page would be blank. But I, I think there are there are also this is supposed to be read as metaphorically about something else. Sure. And we can interpret it. But I think openness is probably key to this. I think we might have done more harm than good then. <laughs> uh, but if you if you got lost at any point you need a further footnote, then you can contact us at fananim research, F-A-N-A-N-I-M research at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the same handle, fananim research, and ask us questions there. Um, yeah, happy to unpack some of that. But I think I th I, I, the, the, the key thing I'd say is that I just find... It's always I always find it a little bit tricksy to fall back on linguistic language to describe cinema. Mm. Um, I think it can sometimes be very helpful, but sometimes can do uh, more harm than good. Mm. Um, but maybe that's because it's rooted in that sort of second order of interpretation. It's it's I don't know. It, it seems to lend itself quite usefully to psychoanalysis in the way that you've described. Well, it, it. does, but I, I think it's it's also just lending to the fact that we all, as a culture, think books are better than films and as we've just proved in this podcast they're not yeah, so yeah. Uh, on that bottom <laughs> on that bottom and with half our listenership next week <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time <laughs> bye